Sarah, would you have sex with Sting? No. No? No. Why? I would. Uh, men are terrible and I pass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the quiz box. It may be very noticeable to all of you that uh, yeah, that uh, you're not you sound amazing. I yeah. sound very clear, so clear you're that not, I'm not in a room full of people right now. You're not being shouted over by thronging crowds of ecstatic quiz box fans. Yeah, you may be listeners. You may be wondering what's going on. Uh, I am scorekeeper Nikki Winkleman. I'm sitting here with. I am producer Kevin Hendricks. I'm host Eric Tate. And we are recording a special in-studio in episode Fort, for you. We're in Fort Podcast. Yeah. The, the best blanket fort in all of podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. This is and, in yeah. Kevin's basement. And yeah. uh, we it's it's taken six years for this to happen, but we've finally... Oh, no. Seven? No. Oh, gosh, no. We haven't been around that long. Four? We Well, we started podcasting in... Uh, in 2015. 2015. It's taken right. five years then. Four years? I don't know how math works. but it, Should we start over? I feel no. like this is chaotic. No, 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 good. No, no, no. It's taken a while for <laughs> us to Ride the lightning, Nikki. <laughs> it's taken a while for us to have a technical difficulty, and we did. We, now, we have uh, a good chunk of this month's episode. Yeah, we have basically the whole first round and some of the really just golden banter between the two of you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And we're going to let you guys listen to that. Uh, but because we didn't have it, we didn't want to leave you guys hanging out to dry. So we thought we'd take a little bit of a trip down memory lane uh, that a lot of our, our quiz box don't know about sort of where the show came from how we all know each other and uh, some of our favorite moments from shows yeah, past what is this thing called life oh we're covering life no we're not getting into that i'm sorry yeah <laughs> so if you were oh. if you were at our show uh on february 28th we had a fantastic show we had That's a really sold out audience with over 100 people in the room and the room only seats 90 so we had standing room only tickets right. we had special guests two special guests we had dino tripotis mm-hmm. of whiskey business podcast who we will have back on the show and we had uh shadowbox live's own julie klein on the show and we had uh kevin hendricks and sarah j Sore i've heard of him show. yeah um, but we unfortunately uh, only have the first round of yeah. that. Technical so, difficulties yeah. do happen, and it's kind of amazing that we've gotten this far without a technical difficulty. And that is yeah. in no small part to to Kevin's really wonderful job in manning the podcast and taking it from the weird little GoPros we used to record sure. it on to a very nice system that we have now. That's true. Well, what what happened was I got um, I got a grant from the Greater Columbus Arts Council. Thank you, uh, them for Columbus makes art. art you don't have to downplay Columbus. it like that. You can proudly say you got a grant. That's true. I got yeah. a. I'm an artist in the community. You are. And then uh, on the check they put artists in the community damn it uh <laughs> in the memo line yeah <laughs> just you're says, just, damn it i love you did not they did not <laughs> no. you're just slandering your your <laughs> that's true <laughs> i'm gonna ask one more time should we start over no 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 okay. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no no i do want to thank the greater columbus arts council yes. um they they provided us some some funds to get some new equipment for podcasting and stuff um what i didn't include in my grant request was a micro sd card so i got a cheap one and uh it gave out 20 minutes into the episode 
so this is a this is a, a we're sponsored by SanDisk <laughs> for this episode because I'm pretty sure that this new card won't completely shit the bed. <laughs> we now we now have the biggest fastest memory card that money can buy exactly. recording the podcast. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't buy like an enthusiast level like an experimental one, but basically the ones that aren't locked under the counter, I picked the fastest and best <laughs> one. <laughs> All all jokes aside, we are very grateful to the Greater Columbus Arts Council yep. for for granting you oh, a grant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our our podcast mixing board now, and all of these microphones have been. Yeah. So the show up by the show it. is going to continue to sound good and sound yeah. even better. So. That's yeah. true. The twenty minutes that I've got for you actually sound crazy good, and it is a preview of things to come. Other yeah. than the fact that we lost half. <laughs> And we'll get to hear that at the end of this episode. Yes. So if you are if you are dying to hear the first round of the quiz box we recorded on February twenty eighth, right. listen through and we'll play it for you. At the yeah, end. but you know, before the show like kicks into full gear and has all the callbacks and garbage, yeah, the, the good oh, yeah. stuff. That that that, yeah. that hot first round when everybody's getting to know each other. That's we that's just want to blue ball you. That's safe. <laughs> but I think we before we get into the meat of this episode, I think we should talk about the special announcement that we made at the yes. end of the so yeah. for our podcast list. We're doing our very first road show. Mm -hmm. We have been asked to go to Cincinnati, and we are very excited. We're going to be at the No Theater. Uh, it's a fantastic theater that I've performed in in the past. I did uh, my Fringe Festival show down there, and I've also done a show down there called True Theater in, in the No Theater. And as a result of that, our special guest is actually the host of True Theater, David Levy. Ooh. Uh, he is a really, really wonderful uh, director, actor, storyteller, runs a fantastic show down there called True Theater, and then mm -hmm. we're bringing... Uh, we're also bringing Amber Falter is coming with yeah. us. Yes, she's she's uh, um, compact size and can fit in a suitcase. So we're taking right. her with us and, on the road. And then we're taking uh, Tony Steinbeck. We're making right. him drive separately. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have a Cincinnati comic lined up as well yes, to join Yes, Kelly us. Collette is going to be on the show. So, uh, yeah, Cincinnati comedian Kelly Collette and podcaster. Oh, yeah. oh, a little yeah. cross-pollination well, issue. Yeah, right. I know. I'm excited to have her on the show. I've wanted to get her on the show for a while, but she lives in Cincinnati. So so, so we brought the show to her. Yeah. Tickets are available now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can go to No Theater. That's K-N-O-W-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. The, the, the correct oh, the spelling theater. is the, theater. English people. No Theater dot vboughttickets.com. Mm -hmm. I think if you just go to the No Theater website, you can... Yeah, or um, I, we'll put it on the events calendar at quizboxcast.com. Yeah. Can we link it in the stuff for this episode? How does that totally. work? I don't know how to do it. We will yeah. make, we'll make it happen. Yeah, check out the episode description for this thing, and Nikki has promised that I'll put a link in there. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes and... I don't, go to quizboxcast.com. All of yeah. our stuff's there, too. You can yeah. find the link to the event in Quizboxcast. You know how to use the internet. Yeah. And, of, and, of course, if you follow any of us on Facebook, we're going to be promoting it uh, heavily on there. And we have a new Instagram. And mm -hmm. you can put one link in an Instagram uh, bio, and we will be putting a link uh, to the Cincinnati tickets in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are the at the Quizbox on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Quizbox was already taken, but I didn't look to see by whom. Hmm. We'll find mm. them. And we'll I hope it's not just me and I got really lazy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I look through my emails, it's like, hey, the quiz box, you haven't posted anything. <laughs> I mean, I can look right now. Yeah, no, it's all right. 
but we're really excited to be going down to Cincinnati. We're excited to, to be partnering with the No Theater and to have uh, David and Kelly on the show, as well as Amber and Tony. And it's going to be a really fantastic show. We're in a really cool, yeah. fun space uh, down in sort of the, the downtown over the Rhine area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be, they're, they're, they're going to have the bar is going to be open. And then afterwards, Ew. we're going to hang out and have fun. So Yeah, totally. I, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun new challenge for uh, production stuff because I've got to hook all my things to a new bowl and sit in a different chair. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into uh, what we're actually down here in Fort Podcast for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say that Podcastle. at, at Quizbox on Instagram is a completely unused account. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, it has no posts and no following. So it, huh. it, it does have followers. There's 32 people following. Uh, uh, is it people that we know? No, no, I don't know. We don't need to investigate this. I think it's bots. This just became a true crime podcast. We're going to investigate (laughs) what happened to Quizbox on Instagram. But anyway, follow the Quizbox on Instagram. That's us. I guarantee it's someone who who knew how popular we were. They came to one of our sold out shows that Nina West was at. And, uh, and they were like, oh, they don't have an Instagram account. I'm going to sit on it and make them buy it from us. People will snatch up those good handles. Mm -hmm. I... I tried to buy uh, ZipperMerge.com, and it was like thousands of dollars. I, oh, no. I own ChampionMagician.com. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, so I think maybe we should talk a little bit about the history of where the podcast yeah. came uh, from. Well, let's talk about the history of Quizbox. Um, uh, Eric, you should start by talking about Big Bad, big bad Quiz Show. Oh, yeah, so this started as, uh, uh, so I'm a massive fan of the BBC panel show qi mm-hmm. and a huge fan of wait wait don't tell me okay and i i know that i would never be famous enough to get on those shows and so i said screw it i'll start my own right yeah. and uh i started it with another comedian who never came to a show <laughs> uh, but i i i used to it used to be two teams of comedians it was two teams of four so i had to book eight comedians oh my god and then promote it and write the questions and score keep oh my god and And hand out prizes all by yourself it was yeah no i don't think there were prizes no i there there were on the show that i was on i just like to point out how apt the title big bad quiz show is (laughs) and you got good prizes because you got like i can say who they they are now because they don't exist anymore but you would get like wall street gift cards oh that's right like people yeah we were all right yeah because it was wall street uh evolved and rendezvous were early sponsors of it so people would win like 20 dollar gift certificates to rendezvous which is like because wall street's what that's a that's a now defunct bar, right? Yes. It's not just a gift card you can use to buy stocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think in the in the actual quiz box there is one of the Wall Street gift cards in the in the bottom of it still. I think oh, there is, yeah. yeah. We should give that as a Yeah, I wonder if you can redeem that at like maybe one of those like buy back your gift card machines, like a kiosk. You I, could trick it and be like, hey, yeah, get this. <laughs> yeah. So then uh Nikki maybe. was on an early I think I did four of the shows mm-hmm. the first one the audience was like you know 60 70 people and then wow. the second one the audience was about 30 40 people and the oh, third no. one it was about 20 people and the last one it was literally uh, uh i think it was just truly scrumptious the last oh, wow. dancer in the crowd and, and so I was you like, all sat around her in a semicircle yeah. <laughs> it's like, i'm calling trivia. it this is done uh wow. yeah so i ran it for three or four times and then uh, and then i was like this was fun but this was a lot of work on my own and i'm done yeah uh, so but then Nikki sort of called me out of the blue one day and was like, hey. We uh, actually talked after the show. The one that I was on. Yeah. We talked after the show. I think I had a vision for how the show could go, but. 
Yeah, we talked about it because I think you were unhappy with how it went that night because it was also poorly attended that night. And it got yeah. a little bit chaotic that night, too, I think, because yeah. there were eight people on right. stage. Yeah. Because I, I, the other terrible thing was I mic'd all eight people oh, wow. with two microphones. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. the, the theater I was in did not have the technical capability to do more than that. Sure. Uh, but I talked to you afterward and I was like, I really like the show. I just feel like it could use some honing, yeah. some right. refining. And I just wanted to give you pointers. Yeah. And you were like, I'd love to work with you on this. Yeah. And so then I called you and we. Yeah, because there was because we we not only booked the first show, which I think was Dan Swartout and. Uh, uh, oh, well, pause for a second because yeah. you're getting out of yourself because because so that was the end of big bed quiz show yeah it and just you and i ended. talked about it and i had just started booking shows at what was then backstage bistro yes. right and we were filling just tuesday nights and mm. so i pitched to them i said hey this is a this is a show that that eric tate did at the garden theater mm. and we're looking for a new home for it i'm going to work on him with it mm. and so and then we decided to do four panelists which but they were still on teams. teams because yeah. because remember when oh. we tried to reshuffle them and that was just like oh my gosh it was bad because yeah. it was Dan Swartout, out Bill Arendale and then I can't remember the other two people off the top of my head because Bill and Dan were on in the early days pretty frequently um, and, and there was no special I, guest. Bill was our first champion. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. I don't think Dan was on another episode. No. Mm. But uh, we were quarterly at that time yeah. so we did one and they liked it and so mm. we brought it back I think three or four months later. Yeah. So we maybe did three that first year mm-hmm. and then we probably did four the next year. Yeah. And, and then this we, was what 2014? Yeah. It was okay. when we had our first one. March uh, I have the date here. I was gonna say cause March eleventh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, because I remember I I was I was doing comedy starting in I think two thousand ten in Columbus, and I first saw the quiz box um, right before I moved away to Wisconsin for a couple of years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that was in twenty. No, maybe I saw it when I came back. I know I started listening to the podcast while I was in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then I came back and saw the show, and I loved it. Because when we went to monthly, I was, I thought it would work as a podcast. And so I just started recording the early shows on a GoPro. Right. And it was, it, I got a GoPro that had speakers on the, or the microphones on the front and the back. Yeah. And I would put it in the middle of the panelist table. And I have all yeah. these videos too. So I've actually got video of the early panels yeah. just like. As an early listener to the podcast, that was it was rough it was it was really rough it was hard to hear some of the episodes just had this incredibly loud whine over yeah. the entire yeah recording because yeah. i would just rip the audio straight and then hand yeah. it off to jameson rogers who was our first podcast producer right and i'm using that term extremely generously sure because he put it on the Squeezecast network before right we, before we broke off from them right uh but he was really great to work with on that and he sort of walked me through a lot of the stuff he needed yeah jameson's cool guy actually when i moved back to columbus jameson was one of the first people who was like Oh, hey, Kevin, you're back. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, shit, people remember. <laughs> I thought two years was a hard reset on a comedy career in this <laughs> it town. Is, it is not. Uh, uh, yeah, because those it was they were good shows, and mm-hmm. that's why we, we had them as a podcast. Yeah. And then we tried to do that. But it was, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I would also forget. And so we would end up uploading like three episodes at a time. Right, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nick Glasser was on that first episode too. He was because he was. So was Laura Sanders. I think it was Laura Sanders, Nick Glasser, Bill Arendale, and Dan Swartout. That's a panel. Yeah, I think so. 
We learned a lot on that show. Like we did. how we can't have answers. We can't have questions where there is something that could be given that is not not the answer. And I remember that specifically because the other rule that came from that show was no phones. Because Dan looked up an answer what? on his phone and disputed it. On oh the yeah, show. he oh was fact checking us. <laughs> we we also quickly learned to tell our panelists that that getting the answer right is not really the goal. Right. No. It's yeah. it's a it's like a it's like a grad school entry test. We want the most correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we had um, a lot of awesome panelists. So that was yeah. So we 2014, and then um, 2015. And then 2016, we went. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went monthly, mm-hmm. and we've had some. So here are some. I we we wanted to talk about some of our favorite champions that yeah. we've had. Well, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about how Kevin got involved in the show. Oh, sure, because we booked Kevin to be a panelist, and he was really good and went on a hot streak. Because you won like three episodes. I didn't won you? two episodes, yeah. and then the third one, I feel like uh, there was a thumb on the scale. <laughs> there was a thumb on the scale. Yeah, <laughs> what does that I was mean? robbed. <laughs> oh, uh, I can find out. <sighs> yeah. But I, it was fine. I wanted Amber Falter to win that episode too. Oh, was it Amber who beat you? Yeah. Yeah. Amber, oh, it sure was. Yeah. Amber could have won legitimately. Yeah. Unless no. It was a Halloween episode. Yeah. I think it was both. I think it was still, uh, I don't know. There. Yeah. So your yeah. first episode was in June of 2018. Yes. And uh, Nick LaCapo was our special guest. Mm-hmm. We have to return to him being on the show because that was very yeah. funny. And right now, that's that's the first episode in our feed right now. Okay, is because it's just the ones that I've recorded. We we might go back and remaster some of the recordings that mm-hmm. Eric still has, but the uh, because I'm better at podcasting now that I do it for sure. Penguin Magic, right? And, and you are significantly better since you podcast oh, all the time. Yeah, I have so many tools. At my disposal. But we brought Kevin on because Kevin was uh, really supportive of the show because he used to come even when you weren't playing. Yes. Yeah. No, I remember I, I brought Mandy, my wife, to one of the shows. Like it was, it was, I don't know. It was like one of the first Columbus comedy shows I actually brought her to because it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not to shade on a lot of other comedy shows, but it, it, yeah. I mean, like I, I had mainly done like open mics and stuff in in comedy, and that's mm-hmm. that's a miserable experience to bring a person to who doesn't really <laughs> do comedy. Oh man, what do you mean you don't want to go sit in the back of a room right. for three hours while we just wait yeah. for my turn? Yeah, exactly. It's Tuesday. You don't want to go get drunk at a place that sucks and listen to people say racist things. They've got two dollar natty light. It's gonna <laughs> right. be a great date. Oh boy! Right. So your first episode was June in 2018, and yeah. you uh, beat previous champion Mark Lucas. I did. And then you, uh, the next episode, you beat Leslie Battle and Nick Glasser, and yeah. Bobby D was our uh-huh. special guest. And then the next episode was special guest Clay Van Sickle. One of the rare right. episodes where we went into four rounds. Right. Mm-hmm. And Amber Falter bested you. It was good. I Honestly, I have to give credit. I think it was me and Clay kind of occupied the same sort of humor space and he had a crazy good episode so I just didn't yeah. have a ton to say. Like he he um he made that e pluribus harambe joke and it was just <laughs> legendary. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't long after that though where 
Nikki and I had a conversation where it was like, if we actually want this podcast thing to work out, we should get Kevin involved because Kevin was because yeah. I'd been started listening to Chattimals at that point. Oh yeah, and I was impressed with how good it sounded. Yeah, yeah, and with how regularly it came out. Yes, <laughs> I, I, you say that now. I haven't put out an episode of Chattimals since April. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we're I, coming back in April. If I, I recall, think. you started recording us. Pretty immediately when you were a guest yes. on the show. Yeah, actually, yeah. The first yeah. episode I was on, I was like, you just want me to record it off the board? And then I was like, Haha, I'm a part of the team now in your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we've been tricked into liking you <laughs> Not, and, and we're okay right. with it. Not valuable skills from a kind person. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's method of getting onto a team is the same method as a tick. Get right. onto a dog. <laughs> Uh, but instead of Lyme disease, it's friendship. I'll take it. <laughs> oh. So yeah. some of our favorite champions we've had. Um, she hasn't been on the show in a long time, but Brooke Cardis is a multi, yeah. multi-champion. I, I In our Instagram, since I just started our Instagram yeah. and I like things chronological, mm-hmm. I've been going through the archives of photos and posting old photos. First of all, if you're not following our Instagram, follow it. At the quiz box, so you can see pictures of Eric's very short beard. Oh yeah, a plus promo. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a shadow of its. I keep, I keep tagging you and hoping that you're mad. <laughs> I, a little bit. <laughs> no, they're good pictures. It's it's they definitely are. They're good it's pictures. It, they're, it's fun. Well, Brooke used to be on the show a lot back in the day because a she wasn't as famous and successful as she is now. Uh, right, she used to be not famous and a hobo. Uh, That's but not true. Just an obscure right. no. hobo. No, not was, even one of the was, ones. She's always been very great and very successful, but she filled this role that we felt like we needed because we would occasionally in the early days we would have on a panel that were all great comedians, but they would we would ask a question and everyone would start thinking. Yeah. And Brooke Ugh. was just sort of like not terrified of silence, but averse to it. Right. So, so she, she would just, just Im- immediately fill the void. Yeah, I mean, I would say she's just very skilled at not leaving dead air. Like, she yeah. knew that, like, a good show doesn't have a bunch of people just sitting around huh. thinking. Yeah. And she would, uh, she had this unique ability to get everybody to pretend like they were playing on a team again. Yeah. Because oh. at this point, we everybody was not on teams anymore. We no. stopped doing that pretty early on but she she also she sort of is a pioneer of early quiz box gamesmanship because she yeah. was one of the first people to start goading people into ringing in for wrong answers <laughs> yes. yeah but she would also say like all right come on guys we can think of what it is yeah. like they were all on a team together yeah absolutely one of yeah. my favorite players yeah. another one of our favorite players lauren benkaz because oh, lauren Love would lauren. just let, sit there and wait for everything to die down and then come in with some just really left-handed joke that oh god yeah. Yeah. If you have not listened to episode Bird Emergency, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes it's ever. So good. Oh, it's so and good. Lauren's Bird Emergency story mm-hmm. is is definitely yeah. worth a listen. Oh yeah. Uh Amber Falter also a champion um that multiple yeah. times. The Halloween episode. <laughs> I hope we have do we have pictures of that for the Instagram? We do. Okay. I, I'll oh, make man. sure to put them up. Because um, I feel like it's hard to contextualize what is happening just listening to that episode. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> we, we we always because the show is live, yeah. we we uh, our comedians will often play to the live audience. Right. Just because it's a natural thing that they do. And so then we are forced to try and describe for the podcast listener what's right. going on. Yes. And it's impossible to describe what Amber is doing I, at any given point in yeah, time, not yeah. just on the Halloween show, yeah. but any, because she will like, she'll throw her elbow on the table and like 
pop her head into her hand and then look at me and be like, oh, Eric, get me more <laughs> shots of Melly Yelly. Yeah. And, and it's it's really impossible to describe what she's doing, but it, it yeah. adds yeah. so much to the show. But yeah. this particular episode was a Halloween episode. And if um, <laughs> if you've been to our live show, on every October we... We dress up in some yeah. fashion, mm-hmm. and we ask our panelists yeah. to, and they really, they really uh, brought mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. This particular one, our our special guest was Liam Newberry, and he was dressed as a banana. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Malone was, I think, the only one who did not show up in costume, but he just said that yeah. he was dressed up as a bad comedian. <laughs> and then, uh, and then what? Was Tony Steinbach Tony wearing? Steinbach. He was in it was a superhero some, costume. Yes, yeah. but it was, like it was a, a spandex super... onesie. But it was, it was a superhero superhero he created. Yeah, it was no, something no, no. like his was, high school it had was from oh. Dayton. It's oh it's yeah, like yeah. A, it's like a it's a like, it's a like ozone man. Or yeah, something? it was like smog smuggler. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks like a thing that you wear for like motion capture. Yeah, yeah. It was like a blue spandex. It yeah. looks like someone's mom made it for their middle school. Mm-hmm like superhero day yeah right and but it is based on a real superhero from dayton that is a, a or eco-friendly warrior or yeah something right. some like sort that. of green green thing but yeah. a blue yeah. thing i yeah i grew yeah. up around dayton and we don't listen to anybody who's not uh, dressed in spandex but what was Amber dressed Amber as? also Amber, created her own character. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like she named her character Joanne Fabrics. Yes. And what that it was was correct. she had a green, like, 80s skirt suit on. Yeah. And her hair kind of teased. And she looked fairly yeah, normal Her from hair the was huge. Yeah. But no. then her, but had, her blazer opened up and on her breasts were baby dolls' faces. Yes. Uh, and she kept applying more and more and more lipstick to her face, where by the end. <laughs> She has this this clownish assembly yeah. of 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 slathered red. She looked yeah. like she was going to drag children into a grate. Yeah. Yes, and the baby doll heads popped off. Yeah, <laughs> frequently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she I, kept trying to feed them too, which yeah. was yeah. which and was the, weird. Uh, yeah, but it was it was a beautiful. Yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a heady visual gag. <laughs> I, uh, I you will often hear me saying. As I try to explain to our podcast, that's what I say to our podcast listeners, mm-hmm. and then try to explain what's happening. Yeah. And and that one, I just was, I was at a loss. I couldn't. Uh... Amber is a master of asking for a hint mm-hmm. and discounting whatever hint I give her in service to the show and looking for something else that she alone knows what she's asking for a hint oh, for. It's so great, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I feel like Amber actually kind of brought a little bit more of that meta to the show of just like asking direct questions because <laughs> yeah. I feel like when I've when I've taken over for hosting, which is something I've been doing uh, in the past year while Eric gets more busy with magic. Um, but yeah, the the contestants will ask me questions, and I gotta be like. No, I'm just yeah. not going to answer either way. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it feels conversational, but then you're like, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm hosting a trivia yeah. show. Yeah, because because Amber's superpower is that she will make she will make friends with you mm-hmm. to shift the power dynamic in her favor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then before long, you realize that you're answering questions you really shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Because there's because when we write the questions, we only give. Only occasionally do we go, okay, here's a specific hint that we will give. Right. Because I'm going to be giving it fairly fast in order right. to, to service the question. Because a lot of this, I'm making the hints up 
right on the spot because yeah. I, I, well I never... sometimes we have them pre-written because yeah. Occasionally, we yeah, yeah because we know this question could be really difficult but they mm. could get it right away and so we don't want to narrow it down from the start right but we yeah. have a hint just in case they they yeah. don't know at all where to go with and it you want to see yeah. like what direction they run with it yeah. yeah but most often they're asking very specific questions in service to whatever they think it's going like yeah. they're right. fishing and so we have to make those up Another one of my favorite panelists that asked a lot of questions was Jason Banks, but his questions were always like, let me ask you a question. What, what is wrong with you yeah. that you yeah. wrote this? Yeah. yeah. It's always like, what, how, how do you, let me ask you a question. How do you expect anybody to know this? Like, Jason has never played the game we, we want him to play. No, he he's, is play always- he's playing his own game and he's always winning it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's mastered some way of just having complete and utter contempt for the show that he's on and still helping it move along. Oh, yeah, he yeah. gets lots of laughs. The audience yeah. loves him, and he uh, hates everything that's happening with a smile on his face. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Hunter Rock. Oh, I sorry. should say, too, that like even, even though Jason sounds like he has utter contempt for us every time, as soon as we like stop hitting record, he's like, Hey, was, was I good guys? Did you get, did <laughs> oh, I yes. like it? Was it funny? And cause he's like very conscious of the show. Yeah. Cause he, we are genuine friends with Jason. Yes. Yeah. And he's a delightful human being. Yeah. He's so watch funny. him on true TV. He's really oh, yeah. great. But as yeah. soon as the show starts, he's, he's a hate filled trivia. Captain. Yeah, he's just oh. in the, he's in that character, but yeah. so delightfully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereas like we've had other panelists that, that just get mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there, it is possible to ruin the show. I think, <laughs> <laughs> the, the one guest I ever recommended, David Price, uh, he's a nice guy and he does a good job at his other things. But the he, old he, pr- he proved that you could ruin the show. <laughs> I th- we we have a th- we have a meeting before every episode where we're like, here's about twenty five rules ish, maybe that'll help you mm-hmm. succeed at pod. Cast quiz box is the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was it, like we gave him a checklist of things to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we do like David, by the yeah. way. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it and it's one of our most listened to episodes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. and the audience absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it's the thing. Funny. Is that, like, I, our, I loved yeah. watching it, but then in yeah. retrospect, I was like, Oh, I, for us, I we hired were like, somebody who yeah. tortured my friends for an hour. <laughs> for us, we were like, this was a train wreck and we completely lost control of the show. Yeah. But our live audience loves it when we oh lose control God. of yeah. the show. They, yeah. Our live audience also loves it when Eric gets mad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. It's really not a good podcast until somebody has ordered a drink from the stage and pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if you can get Eric Tate to yell at you, it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, another uh, panelist who did not listen to instructions, but in the most beautiful way, mm-hmm. was Hunter Roberts. Hunter Roberts has the single <laughs> greatest line ever. So. At when the when we do our little powwow before the show, we tell uh, comedians if you if you know the answer right off the bat, try to give some space for comedians to banter about it. And, that's and just sh- a little inside yeah. tip for you. Is that that's and, what we do to allow? And we should say that the questions are intentionally extremely difficult. Yes. And, and it right. it's almost impossible to answer them with your general knowledge because when I write the questions. I grab a glass of scotch and I get deep into Reddit. <laughs> sure. Don't give away your sources. Right. But we uh, we don't expect people to know them. But in the off chance that they do know them, we tell them, like, right. give it a breath so that we... I, I genuinely thought that this question no was one hard. would get. Yes. Right. 
And well, yeah, when you hear what it is, you're going to yeah. wonder how anybody knew it. Um, and side note, I think the rule of giving a breath was because Michael Kent came on the show. But Michael Kent answered every question correctly yes. in a single-handed bid to win the game. Oh yeah, and 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 it was it was a very short show. We we, we, <laughs> ran, we had we actually it was back when we were preparing five rounds. Oh wow, were we? I think Michael Kent has the record for answering the most questions correctly and playing the most rounds. In I a don't know oh, if wow. we actually went into. I think we we almost did because I think the reason we ended the show is because we ran out of questions. Wow. I'd have to go back and listen to it to know for yeah. sure, but I uh, yeah, but it was um, it it was yeah. a great episode. Right. Oh, yeah. Nobody's answered that many questions That's correctly. I've to this day I think that he has like bugged my computer or something because he got some. <laughs> He's a magician. <laughs> Is he a mentalist? Because he was probably just reading your oh, mind no, during the show. He shoves his hand in a chicken. I he don't can't actually read know how mentalism works. <laughs> I don't think there's the chicken butt part of it. Um, but so, yeah. Hunter Roberts uh, was the question. Do you remember what the question was? The question was: Yeah, uh, there are a, a number of pyramids in Memphis, Tennessee, that were built to construct what. Uh, location or something like that they were it's, they were well, built for something and now there well, is a now they're inhabited by i thought it was i thought it was the luxor pyramid in las vegas has a shop in the very top floor no this was this is has in something tennessee. in the very top this floor. is specifically is in memphis tennessee there's okay. a series of uh, there's a series of pyramids that were built as like a hotel or something like that right. and then they were uh they have been recently repurposed into what establishment Right. And Hunter Roberts uh, buzzed in immediately and said uh, in the most adorable Southern accent, yeah. uh, Eric, I know we are supposed to banter, but the answer is a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and the audience erupted yeah. in applause oh and laughter. Yeah. It was yeah. a beautiful moment of not listening to the rules. Yeah. No, it was wonderful. It's one of the, like, you have to be so good at the game to understand when you can violate the rules. Yes. Right. And Hunter is fantastic at the game. In fact, fun fun fact, Hunter is our only only undefeated champion. Mm -hmm. He's yeah, he's, yes. he's the only player of the game to have never lost a single game. Yes, and that's because he came on as a special guest. He lives in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and he uh, he won and was not able to return. And then we did the show at the Whiskey Bear Comedy Festival. He won that, and he won that. And we've uh, had him back a couple times. And then he came back yeah. a third time yeah. and again won, mm -hmm. but has never been able to return to defend the mm -hmm. following month. So right, so he's undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so other other uh, panelists that are uh, Andy Luttrell is one of my favorite <laughs> players of the game. Andy Luttrell is probably one of my favorite Columbus comedians. Like just yeah. some of his stand up is is outrageously good. You should yeah. definitely locate him on a show and listen to him talk about whiskey, non-alcoholic whiskey in a can. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not my joke to tell, but it's great. Yeah. But Andy, Andy has this really wonderful way of sitting quietly and yeah. not engaging in anything in the show and then coming in with a thought that is so far out of left field that it yeah. is from like a soccer game. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, it's funny because we just talked about Lauren Benkaz a few minutes ago and yeah. you, you you described Lauren and Andy almost exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, rewind a bit right. and you will hear the exact... Cause it, no. But it's true. Yeah. Yeah. They do the same, the same kind of... Uh, sneak attack with right. their humor. Yeah, yeah they're like they're like yeah. sluggers. Where it's not it's not hit after hit after hit, but, but it's out of the park every the, time I they swing the, them back. The difference between the two, though, if I if I was forced to categorize them, She's is that she is she is more surreal. Yeah, and Andy's is much more like pinpoint intellectual. Mm -hmm. Not not that Andy is smarter than Lauren or Lauren is dumb. It's just that Andy comes at it from this sort of like. 
ivory tower like <laughs> like college uh college professor level where he's like well you know what it was really the issue here and then yeah. it's like he focuses in on like a grammar error that i made but makes it this enormous thing Whereas, and lauren gives you the salvador dali version <laughs> yes <of> yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah yeah uh our our winningest player to date is still Mark Lucas. He mm-hmm. has won the most uh, championship belt. Mark titles. Lucas was when you started putting your thumb on the scales for for for, <laughs> for other people to beat him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it became a running gag, and I and if you listen to some of those episodes, it sounds like I have sheer contempt for yeah. Mark, and yeah. I do not. I adore Mark. Oh no, Mark is great. Yeah, yeah. and it, but it just became kind of a bit for me yeah. to hate that Mark could not be beat, and he did finally get beat by Travis Irvine, who couldn't return the next month, and then deferred the belt back to Mark on the show before we could do yeah. anything about I it. I remember that. That was definitely yeah. that was like the if you if you think about like oh what's the era of wrestling that you really love <laughs> like that for me is when I started listening to the podcast it was it was Mark Lucas's whole run where yeah. just like he had mastered the wait until everybody almost gets it and then swoop in at the last second and get the two points and just like yeah yeah mark lucas does has this huge tendency to immediately answer the question correctly but not ring in because he thinks that that answer is wrong right because he's answering a joke but it's actually the right answer and so at some point later on when we're tired of the question we want to move on nikki's like 30 seconds and then i can give the hint someone has already said the correct answer and then everyone just has to comb back through their memory to figure out what mark lucas said (laughs) At the very beginning. At the very beginning. Um, One of my favorite moments of Mark saying the answer right and then ringing for it uh, uh, was um, we used to write questions about me for whatever reason. Um, And we decided to use that vehicle to announce my pregnancy. Yes. And so the question was um, that Nikki Winkleman... Uh, loves chicken, mm-hmm. but recently has stopped eating chicken. Why? And the reason was because I was pregnant yeah. and mm-hmm. that I developed an aversion to chicken while I was pregnant. Was right. Mark Lucas so ineloquent it was like, are you knocked up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, That's what are you, on. knocked up or something? Yeah. I feel like there was an or yeah. something at the end of it. Yeah. And yeah. then there was yeah. just a, a very uh, pregnant pause. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think someone else rung in and stole the answer. No, I'm th- I think yeah. he did get the points for it because yeah. I just remember you yeah. saying... That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, that was, uh, yeah. that was a good Mark Lucas moment. Yeah. I, I, I was so proud to have my pregnancy announced by, what are you, knocked up or something? <laughs> yeah. My mom was not. Um, Sarah J. Sawyer comes in right behind Mark with, yeah. I, she, I think Mark has six wins. She, yeah. And she's got five. And she's got five. I think that's yeah. right. She is she is very funny. She's uh, she's done the show in character a number of times. Yes, too, where she's oh, like yes. chosen a character at the top of the show and then just decided to go with it <laughs> to mixed results. Right. <laughs> well, one of them was a ho- another Halloween show. Yeah, and she was like a 1950s housewife. Yeah, and okay, it was yeah. she began the housewife began to hate herself. Yes, <laughs> Sarah fell out of love with the character by question two. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was on that show, but oh, yeah. Um, well, let's since we pivoted into talking about some of the questions, let's talk about some of our favorite questions. Okay, I. Uh, so if you listen to the show, 
I, I can't remember exactly when it started, mm-hmm. but it we uh, I started theming the first round questions. Yeah, I can tell you. And oh yeah, because Nikki has all of the data. I have the data. She's have crunched the, data. the numbers, folks. Yeah. Uh, you sent these questions to me in July of 2017, so this yeah. must have been for the August 2017 show. Mm. And I, I remember it was I hit like a really thick, rich vein of uh, Bronx Zoo. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna make these the first round questions. And, and, and the the following month I was like, Oh, that went really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna start doing that again. And it just sort of became a tradition yes. on its own. But it was uh, But it was very unexpected yeah. for the panel and the audience on yeah. this particular show. And everyone was quite tickled by it. Yeah. And it was well, and because in the early days of the show, I would ask a lot of animal questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so people would like intentionally bone up on obscure animal facts. Yeah. And so there became a game for me to try and get more obscure. And so this was where I sort of like went deep in. And the question was uh, the category was friendly animals. And the question was in the early days of the Bronx Zoo, people were not as skilled at animal husbandry as they are now. Zoo director William Temple Hornaday had to constantly <laughs> remind early zookeepers not to be friends with what animal? And the answer is bears. Because at the time, there was a lot of children's literature about cuddly bears, and the early zookeepers didn't realize this was fiction and would try and become friends with giant bears they had on the property. Two keepers ignored this advice, and both of them had to be pried from the clutches of the bear, suffering severe injuries. Which is just extremely funny to me that you anyone would look at a bear and think, I'm going to become friends with it, because (laughs) bears are terrifying. Yeah. Oh, man. Kevin? Well, my favorite question is one that I wrote recently, and it's basically just ripped like from the headlines. Like, I think I saw an article that was titled, like, Nerdle Fight Comes mm-hmm. to a Close. But this is in 2010, GlaxoSmithKline was sued by a rival company. And I couldn't say Colgate Palmolive because it's toothpaste. Right. Is yeah. it, to spoil the question. <laughs> but I said rival company demanding the use of the Nerdle in their promotional materials. GlaxoSmithKline countersued, claiming that the other firm was trying trying to, quote, trade, and this is a real quote, trade off the commercial magnetism of the nerdle. What is the nerdle? It's my favorite kind of trivia question because yeah. you've already got panelists mad when you start talking about the nerdle and yeah. not telling them what it is. <laughs> and then when the question is, what is the nerdle, they yeah. just get so mad. Oh, man. And yeah, it's it's that blo- it's that like swoosh of blobby toothpaste on the end of a thing. Um, but yeah, so Colgate Palmolive was like GSK's trademark doesn't specify the color of their nurdle and therefore unfairly inhibited them from marketing their new toothpaste triple action, suggesting cavity protection, fresh breath and wider teeth on a blue, white and green nurdle. And GSK said it was too close to their triple protection, which had a red, white and blue nurdle. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just like, it was such a ridiculous thing. The whole time I was reading it, I was like, I love that it's the Nerdle. I love yes. that it's like, it sounds like this weird monster thing. And then they're like, it has such magnetism. If memory serves, wasn't there like, the the podcast knew about my tortoise, Judy. And so they, oh, were, sure. they were trying to like hone in on a turtle for a little bit. Well, or? it was, it was that it was, it, the, the themed questions were about uh, American... What is it? Oh, my God. I'm blanking. American Treasure? No. Oh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Oh, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah, which was directed by a man named Turtle Taub. Yes. And so the episode is called Nerdle by Turtle Taub. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like, perfect. Yeah. All right, Nikki, uh, what's one of your favorite questions? So uh, going back to that we used to write questions about me, mm-hmm. um, 
And those would also make panelists mad because they're like, this isn't real trivia. <laughs> but there were actual answers to yes. them. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, if you know me, it's... Because my favorite yeah. one of those is still, what does Nikki Winkleman do when the pizza arrives? And it's yes. that she yells at an empty house, pizza's here. Yes, this was <laughs> when I was living by myself. Yeah. And we found out exactly how much pizza you order a week. And it was a terrifying amount. It's not that much, but I would order a whole... You can't order just part of a pizza. Right. I mean, I guess you can. You can You can now uh, get Mikey's late night slice by the slice if you go through Grubhub or whatever. That's but, bananas. But I was ordering from a regular pizza delivery (laughs) but I lived by myself and I didn't want to be victimized by whatever man was delivering my pizza so I would yell before opening the door pizza's here number one so he would think that I was not alone and hurt me but also number one or number two (laughs) that he would not think that I was alone and eating a whole pizza (laughs) which I definitely was Uh, but my favorite of the questions about me was what um, does Nikki Winkleman call her middle toe? Right. And we tried, we both remember this question, but we don't remember the answer. I think, so we are going to play it live. Was it a long boy? Nope. <laughs> does it have, is it, does it's it relate to the It's a specific name and it, and it, no, it does not relate oh, to okay. the length. It's a specific name and it, uh. Is it Kevin? No, that, that would be a freaky coincidence. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's something anybody could call their middle toe if if you understand the reference. Oh, man. Is it, uh, is it Dutch? Is it roast beef? It is roast beef. beef. Yes. Oh, like yes. the little piggies. Yes. There we go. Yeah, but when I'm referring to my toes, right. I, you know, like if I stub my, my, so my, th- okay, so the middle toe is not that important, right? Because like the big mm. toe, you can say, that's my big toe. Sure. The pinky toe, you can say, that's my pinky toe. The middle right. one, you can say, that's the middle one. But it's really home and none mm-hmm. that are the ones that are hard to describe because you mm-hmm. can't really say the second toe because right. is it the second toe from the big toe? Or right. is it, like, which one's the second it's toe? It's your index toe. Yes. <laughs> if you're saying the fourth toe, the fourth toe from which side, like, it's just right. easier to say market, home, roast beef, none, and all the way home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like to call the second toe uh, the index toe, even though you mm. can't indicate anything with it. It's just I don't know. I use the finger nomenclature. Mm. Yeah, back mm. in the not a funny thing, but true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in the uh, big bad quiz show days, when I didn't have anyone to to check me on my questions, I once yeah. wrote a question. You were mad was, with power. It was uh, how many eyes does a giraffe have? And it was it was Nick Glasser was on the show. And he, in real time, tried to work out how many eyes a giraffe has. And the reason I asked it was because it was a trick question, because giraffes only have two eyes. But he started out loud going through animals that have more than one eye and less than one eye, because his logic was Eric would not ask this if the answer was only two eyes. And so watching him turn his brain inside out in real time was tremendous fun (laughs) right on i hope you enjoyed us sharing some of our history with you some of our favorite memories from the show but uh we're at time so we're gonna throw it over to the 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 salvaged episode that we have here we've got about 25 minutes of classic quiz box action but uh, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you in Cincinnati. Hell yeah. yeah. Saturday, March 28th, if you want to come to the live show, we will be at No Theater of Cincinnati. There will be a link in the comments for the tickets. I am scorekeeper Nikki Winkleman. I'm Eric Tate. And I'm Kevin Hendricks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Quiz Box. Thank you so much.
so much for coming out to Upfront. My name's Nikki Winkleman. I am your scorekeeper this evening, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you your host for the evening. Put your hands together for Eric Tate. Yippee! Hello, another quiz box. Nikki, look at all the people for our quiz box oh listeners gosh. at home. We are completely sold out tonight. We are. Round of applause for our audience. Woo. I just made them applaud for themselves. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that we've got three famous people on the show. Are you counting yourself as one of them? I'm not counting. I'm not telling you who the famous people are. I'm just telling you the three of the people on the show are famous. <laughs> Eric, you're looking lovely tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you're looking uh, lovely as well in your uh, onesie leather daddy my, outfit. My leather onesie. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is yeah. amazing. I we, feel like we, do, be... we do a poll on Facebook for people to vote for which onesie to wear, and three of the options were some form of fake leather. Okay. So, I, yeah. So our, our quiz box audience this evening super into like Sons of Anarchy. Uh. <laughs> I think I think the one that actually won was a new one and this one is both <laughs> both pleather and new. Ooh. So oh oh who's yeah. an Oz I love it. I love that new pleather. Oh, all right. Are so you re you I'm get ready. You want to get this started? Yeah, let's start it. All right. Well, welcome to the Quiz Box, the only game show where real comedians answer real questions to win you real prizes. I'm your host, Eric Tate, and with me as always is our scorekeeper and onesie aficionado, Nikki Winkleman. select contestants right out of the audience using the raffle tickets you got at your tables. Each contestant is paired up with one of our four comedian panelists who will answer the questions for you. Let's meet the panelists. First up, she is our returning champion this evening. She's stepping in for last month's champion who was unfortunately able to join us, but she is a multi-winner herself, and that's why we brought her back to oh, anchor yeah. the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Sarah J. Storr. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Thank Sarah, so how many wins do you have? Six? Uh, five. I'm on five. Oh, I'm five. On five, okay. five times. Right. Five times. <laughs> Nikki trying to foreshadow the finals. I, uh, I'm just bad at math, which is why I should not be the scorekeeper. <laughs> Next to Sarah J. Store, he is a returning champion himself. You may recognize him from his turn on national television when he appeared on Jeopardy. He is also the producer and audio engineer of the podcast you're listening to right now. Put your hands together for Kevin Hendricks. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Big fans of Kevin in the audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> that's, and, that's, and that's, that concludes the banter with Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> we tonight have a dual special guest show. Our first special guest this evening is the host of Whiskey Business Podcast, as well as the premise presented by Whiskey Business Podcast. You can catch the premise right here at Upfront on third Thursdays. Put your hands together for Dino Tripodis. Thank you. I have an IQ of 74. Let's play the feud, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't need to banter after that. That was perfect. That was perfect. Your no second... <laughs> no one's ever addressed Ricky before, but he's back here. He's back here. <laughs> Our second special guest this evening is the artistic director at Shadowbox Live. She directs the sketch comedy and musical tribute shows and original musicals at Shadowbox Live. You can go to shadowboxlive.org to find out about the shows happening inside Shadowbox. She is one of our favorite people. Put your hands together for Julie Klein! 
so much. I have an IQ of 75. Suck it, Dino. <laughs> Ju- Julie, we would not be here without you, so yeah. thank you for being on, on our show. For our thank podcast you. listeners, Julie is the artistic director of the venue that the Quiz Box is performed in. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our winner tonight, Julie Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she doesn't win, we'll just find another city to do the quiz box in next month. <laughs> to answer a question for points, panelists must buzz in using our high-tech buzzer system. Let's hear their buzzers all at once, please. I think you can figure out who's who. Yeah. Uh, each correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If panelists are real dumb, their scores may go into negative. But don't worry, audience. You can whiz- win prizes with a negative score. It happens frequently. Mm-hmm. Each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize. The player with the least points gets a heartfelt apology from the panelist who wasn't good enough to win them something. <sighs> the panelists are also playing a separate game against each other. Positive points from each round transfer into the comedian's game score, but don't worry, these do not affect you. Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, please do not shout out the answers with the, uh, from the audience or heckle the panelists. And with that out of the way, <laughs> let's, let's quiz box! Sarah, I believe you have the bucket of people. I do indeed. Bucket of people! It's like a KFC bucket, but way more gruesome. Should I read my number now? Yeah, go ahead and read your number. Who are you playing for, Sarah? Tonight I'm playing for 224585. 585? 224585. Right over there. Hey, what's your name? Yeah. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, thanks for coming to the quiz box. Everyone give Sarah a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Sarah. Can't wait to apologize to myself. All right. Kevin, who are you playing for? Uh, Tonight I'm playing for 224555. Five. Hey. Hey. What's your name? Alexis. Alexis. Everyone give Alexis Alexis a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Alexis. Alexis. Dino, who are you playing for? I am playing for number 224554. Oh. Five, five. Right there. Hey. Who is it? What's your name? Cab? Cam. Cam, Cam with an Cam. M. The human name like Cam. The, hu- the human. Cam. <laughs> Not the mode of public transportation. Uh, yeah. A normal Cam. human give name. Cam a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the box, Cam. Cam. Get ready for an apology, Cam. <laughs> Ju- but none of our panelists are confident tonight. Julie, who are you playing for? I'm playing for Deidre in Los Angeles. She couldn't be here, though. So <laughs> I'm playing for 224580. <gasps> Five eight zero. Right over here. Hey, what's your name? Monique. Monique. Everyone, give Monique a big round of applause. Thanks Monique. for coming to the quiz box, Monique. That's Monique that's my for mom. the French win. Nikki, are you ready? Yeah. That's Panelists, it. are you ready? Yep. Yes. All right. The category is <laughs> famous actors. So ready. The question. All of them. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Steven Seagal, Anthony Hopkins, and Alex Baldwin have all worked with a notably talented actor named Bart. Each of these famous actors noted Bart for being for how wonderful an actor he was. What made Bart Bart so unique and different from the other actors? 
I'm sorry, did you say Alex Baldwin? (laughs) Alec uh, Baldwin. uh, There's a typo in our writing department who I will immediately go home and uh, yell at in the mirror. Thank you, sir. I was confused, too. Yes. You don't know the Alex, the the 16th Baldwin brother? This is a really hard question. Uh, No, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Steven Seagal, Anthony Hopkins, and Alec Baldwin have all worked with this actor, and I want to know what makes Bart so unique and different from the other actors. Dino. Dino. Bart is what we call in the business a journeyman actor. A journeyman actor is someone who has been in Hollywood for a long time and has worked for decades upon decades with notable actors over the years. So he has absolutely worked with each and every one of these fine, fine people over the decades in television projects and possibly even in film projects, the journeyman actor I'm talking about is none other than Bart Simpson. That is incorrect. Ah, damn it. Man. But you get a point for flair. That really felt like it should end on a right answer. I also just want to really quickly point out, Dino, uh, Bart is a drawing, not an actor. I beg to differ. I think Bart Simpson is one of the finest thespians that we've ever had in the business. Look how long, look at his longevity. Is it, is it, is it that it's a system of, of light rail trains? That's what I was The Bay Area transit system? <laughs> <laughs> Regional oh, transit? In, yeah, 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 I should ring in yeah, for this. Yeah, just ring in for that. I don't Again, want to waste Bart is, good answers. B- Bart is, is, is real. Oh, 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 you're saying the Bay Area Regional Transit System isn't real? Okay, sure. Then I don't know who's moving these millions of San Franciscans around. Uh, Dino, if you had said that Nancy Cartwright was the journeyman actor that you uh, were talking about, I would have uh, also said you were incorrect. Gonna, yeah. uh, but Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, I voices, don't know who Nancy Cartwright is. That would be the voice of Bart Simpson. <laughs> Bart Simpson. Wow, you are dumb. <laughs> Seventy-four IQ. All right. Julia gets a point for shade. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, can I phone a friend? Her name's Siri. No. You can't, you can't, no, you, no, no one can use their phones. I, I alone can use my phone. No, no one else. Okay, Dad. No lifelines on Quizbox. We play to the death. <laughs> Kevin, the audio engineer, has edited out numerous screams of agony. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, looking. Uh, so Bart is uh, very specifically unique from any other actor uh, that these fine, fine actors have worked with. Sarah J. Store. Bart's a dog. No. Oh. Okay. I was gonna go for I really animal. I thought Bart actor. was a dog. Yeah. Julie. Julie. Okay. As a crowd is silent, it's gonna be brilliant. It hangs um, on your every word. As growing up, loving uh, football, mm-hmm. and because. It's in his name. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Bart Starr. No, that is incorrect. Ah. That was and, good, though. And again, I'm not looking for who Bart was. I'm looking for what made Bart so unique. Oh. He was oh, well, a football player. Well. <laughs> 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 do, do you want to ring in for football player? Yeah, ring in for football player. Yeah, do it. Point. Yeah, I think you that's might right. as well. Yep, do it. Julie Klein. <laughs> Who was Bart Starr, the football player? That is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was really mean. Uh, We all worked against you on that one. I apologize. Julie gets a point for being duped. (laughs) Welcome to the quiz box now, die. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm looking for the what quality is, that made him unique. What is Bart? You said like Dan Aykroyd and Alex Baldwin. And Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins? That is yeah. a broad wow. range. Did you say Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, Dino. Bart was a stuntman in all of these movies, and he could take an ass kicking. No. Oh, Damn man. it. I mean, guess. in theory, he That's could take an ass kicking, but he'd be more likely to deliver the yeah, ass kicking. I was gonna say, like one one doughy white dude could stunt double for all of the people you mentioned. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a good answer. It was a good answer. It was a good answer. Kevin also gets a point for shade. <laughs> Are you calling Steven Seagal a doughy white guy? I am right now. Yeah. Yes, he's a big doughy white guy. Yeah. He's a huge doughy white guy. You didn't say when they worked with it. It, was, it wasn't in his prime whatever puncher days. I, I will give you a hint in that Sarah was the closest but still incorrect. It's some kind of animal, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that is usually how the quiz box goes. Sure. Aaron gets obsessed <laughs> with an animal. Okay, I just want to say this for the record. Before this started, I looked at Kevin. There's always a series of questions right. that starts off the round, and I said, I bet you 20... Uh, not real dollars. This right. is all going to be about dogs because Eric just rescued a very adorable puppy and it's been on his head. It's a good dog. His, uh, his name is Rocco and he's on Instagram at uh, goodboyrocco. Uh, that is boy spelled with an I because we took his balls right off. Get uh, on. At goodboyrocco. And mm. uh, he's currently wearing my beard like a hat. Oh. That's Aww. very nice. On Instagram, not right yeah, now. Right say. now I'm doing a show and he is at home. Sarah. I just want to give you an official congratulations on being a really good dog dad. <laughs> Thank you very much. Opening up your heart and your home. Does she get um, points for that? No, she they got a point already. Points. She's sacrificing. Yeah. I'm points sacrificing for points the greater good. To make a point that you should that. rescue everyone. Hell yeah. yeah. Adopt, don't shop. By the way, not just dogs. Uh, I also rescue reptiles, and so can you. There are all kinds of animals that need rescue from horrible situations, so go ahead and do that. But right now, we're not here about rescuing animals. We're trying to figure out what kind of an animal Bart is. So we're not trying to rescue Bart Bart from Steven Seagal. (laughs) Sarah J. Storr. Who is Bart the horse? No. I think Julie also rang in. Sarah took my answer. Oh, it was horse. She thought it was horse. Unfortunately, you rang in, and the rules of the quiz box are if you ring in, you got to answer. It ain't a horse. Just don't guess a football player, and you'll well, be fine. Right. And it's obviously obviously a possum. No. Possum. <laughs> Bart possum. Uh, Dino. Bart was a pussy. Cat. 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 No. No. Kevin, you want to ring in, or you yeah, still want to sure. be a coward? Here we go. I Kevin. Wanna, I want to say Bart's a big old snake. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. A snake in my boots. A just... snake named Bart. Yeah, well, what? That's a nice name for a Thank snake. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's short yeah. for Bartholomew. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Not, not Bartholomew? No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, you have 10 seconds. <laughs> nice, a nice long name. Are we name. literally guessing what kind right. of animal? That is correct. We are is it some sort of weird Bart. trick that like, oh, it's a homo sapien, which is technically an animal. <laughs> no, this isn't a trick. There are tricks later in the show, but this is not a trick. This is the first question. I thought this would be relatively easy. Just answer it, goddammit. Why don't you have the perfect knowledge of the paper in front of me? Sarah? Sarah. Bart the mouse. No. But can you do your impersonation of Eric one more time? (laughs) Uh, Bart the Bear. That is correct. 
Well, there weren't that many animals left, goddammit. Tubatu. Bear. Bart the Bear was born in 1977 in Baltimore, Maryland, and brought into the animal acting trade in 1980 by animal trainers Doug and Lynn Seuss. Many actors who worked on screen with Bart the Bear often commented how good he was at acting and how easily he was trained to perform on screen. Because they broke his spirit. One of the top bears. Oh, Dan Aykroyd, great outdoors. Mm. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Damn it. Angela. Question two. Yeah, uh, first, where are the scores? Yeah, let's check in with the scores. Uh, Dino and Julie both sitting with negative three. Yeah. Kevin only rang in once, so he's at negative one. Yeah, I've learned. Sarah rang in four times, well, five times, but one of those was uh, correct, so wiped out two of those uh, negative points and is now at negative two. All right. Still anybody's game. Ooh, let's so do close. this. The category for question two is almost as good as the original. The question, question, uh, Call the Police is the name of a musical trio tribute band to the late 70s, early 80s hit British rock band, The Police. Made up primarily of Brazilian magicians, the lead guitarist of Call the Police. (laughs) Musicians. Magicians or musicians? I said musicians. Okay. I mean, just knowing Eric Tate, knowing Eric Tate, it could be a a police cover band that's all Brazilian (laughs) musicians. Yeah, and Alex Baldwin is is in it. They're awful. Call the Police is made up primarily of Brazilian musicians. Okay. The lead guitarist of Call the Police has what in common with Andy Summers, the lead guitarist of the Police? He's in a bad band. Zing. Got, got him. Take that, the police. Mm. <laughs> so burnt. Yeah. When they hear this episode, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be furious. They're going to come all the way here from Sao Paulo to, you know, probably hurt me in some way. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Kevin gets a point for B- trying real B-J-J. hard. Thank you. Thank you. That's, and that's the, for our podcast listeners, that's the sound of reach, someone reaching for a joke and missing it by that much. Yeah. Uh, it was more of a string of references than jokes. So the, the, real, the question is, uh, there's a band called Call the Police. They're a tribute band to the real band, The Police. They're mostly Brazilian magicians. Uh, and musicians. I'm wondering... Uh, musicians. It sounds like magicians. Uh, you put it in my head. No, I can't get it out. They're mostly Brazilian musicians. Okay. Uh, the lead guitarist of Call the Police has what in common with Andy Summers, the lead guitarist? Kevin. They both do close-up magic. <laughs> <laughs> Every step you take. Yeah. He's like, check it out. Is this an E chord? Why is it playing a G chord then? Every little thing she does is magic. There it yeah, is. There, here we go. <laughs> Julie, that is a wonderful song. Yeah. Kevin, that was a terrible trick. That is a. They wow. both get a point. That is, yeah. I forget what the question is. <laughs> what does the front? What does the front man of Call the Police have to in common with the front guitar man of the Police? He's not the front man. Sarah J. Storm. This is totally wrong because now I realize I'm think I think I'm saying about this about the wrong person. Sure. But um, tantric sex. <laughs> you are thinking of Sting. Yeah. See, I knew or it. I knew it. Something else, uh, but that is incorrect. <laughs> Just like 24-hour boning. He got it. Nope. That sounds awful. It really does. Yeah. I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> Didn't. Yeah. Doesn't Sting have to like be in the police or something? Come on. Sting is in the police. Uh, yeah. No. But I mean, like. 
And where does he find the time? So. <laughs> it's, it's Kevin gets a point for questioning where you find time for tantric sex. I just I think you make time for yeah, tantric yeah. sex. I think that's the whole point. Yeah. Right. You just like block off a week, and you're like, you know what? After Monday, I'm shot. Uh, don't call me. I'm not doing concerts. Right. Cause my boner. Sarah, is no good. Sarah gets a point for doing it right. <laughs> You think that's why Google Calendar was invented? For tantric sex? So, yes. So would yeah. you, would you have, on tour? Sarah, would you have sex with Sting? No. No? No. Why? I would. Uh, men are terrible and I pass. <laughs> 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 well, I, the audience gave you a point for that one. Hey, oh. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, you're all wonderful here. Please vote for me later during the voting section. <laughs> uh, you have 30 seconds There's just in hopes that you'll start guessing anything. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, it's still not tantric sex. They both want to kill Sting. <laughs> I mean... No. No. <laughs> Maybe? We don't know, but that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> Anyone else? Call the police. Call the police. Do it. All right, I think we're going to call the question. We're going we're gonna to call it? The answer is, they're the same person. No! No! Twist! I told you there were tricks later in the show. <laughs> I got you, Sarah J. Storm. That's why you kept saying magicians. Yeah. Why would somebody... It's the prestige. Why would somebody... No, why would somebody that's in the police be in a cover band called Call the Police? Because Sting is busy fucking all week and he needs to play the songs. That makes no sense. I agree, Kevin. Andy Summers, the lead guitarist and vocalist of the English rock band The Police, is also the lead guitarist and vocalist of Call the Police, the police tribute band. Wow. That is like... Andy Summers is also the one who started the tribute band, uh, teaming up with Brazilian magicians Rodrigo Santos. Magicians! Magicians! You did it again. magicians! No, no, these ones are magicians. Yeah. <laughs> And Hal Barone, the bass player and drummer. Uh, given that he was also a member of the police and the rest of the band doesn't tour together anymore, it's difficult to tell where the police in Andy Summers' megalomania end and Andy Summers' megalomania begins. Oh, yeah. I think we need to throw the question out since yeah, we heard magicians. I, 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 so that's like, that's like how Paul McCartney's in a Beatles cover band called Wings Dunk on Wings. <laughs> So mad when they hear this. Yeah. Yeah. The audience just turned. No. Yeah. Eat it, Sir Paul McCartney. No. I don't like wings. No yeah. points are awarded. Come see Legends from Liverpool at Shadowbox Live. Thank you, <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to question three, but before we do that, where are the scores? Uh, everybody's at negative three, so it is truly anybody's game. This is the most anybody's game it's been since the beginning. There's so much to play for. All right, question three. The category is lost and found. Mm. The question, a man in Taiwan recently bragged that he lost one of his Apple AirPods and that when he found it, it still had 41% battery life. How did he lose it? <laughs> Kevin. He ate it. That's correct. Get some. Of course he ate it. I was going to say that he... Shat it out and found it. That's as, part of it, T. Yeah, but apparently he had to eat it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I mean there there is an order of operations. Yeah, I know. D Dino does get a point for shat. You're shat, yes. I was, uh, told, I was told not to offend you folks while you're eating. 